my music was inspiring, so to speak. I wanted people to like really bring forth emotion in people. And it's always like a lot going on. So rather than, you know, add to that, I wanted to have like a remedy to it. So with my music, it's kind of medicine. I see music as medicine. And I know for me personally, music is therapeutic. You know, music is my therapy. So being able to provide it to the world and just different people, I think is just a blessing in itself. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the CC America podcast, a show dedicated to helping others get mentally fit through testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for joining another live taping of the CC America podcast. I am your host, Tamiria Jordan. And tonight I have the amazing pleasure of being able to interview and bring to the CC America podcast stage, Armani. Armani's infatuation for writing appeared on an hour-long bus ride to and from school, taking in the landscape and laughter of peers in his rural county of Surrey. While at Virginia Commonwealth University, also known as VCU, Armani attended his first open mic, which ignited his love for literary expression, listening to lyricists paint pictures with diction and invoke waves of emotion to the audience. Armani has graced the stage by way of a dare from a friend. As a result, over the years, Armani continued to pair writing and singing for a soulful rendition of his thoughts. So ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat tonight as I get an opportunity to talk to Armani, a good friend from many, many years ago that is doing big things and has a amazing voice. So Armani, welcome to the CC America podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the invite. Um, this is definitely a pleasure. And I'm also proud of you as well, which is, I mean, this is, this is pretty dope. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It definitely means a lot. So excited to have you here. I know our guests will be inspired by your story, your testimony, and also all the great things you are doing. So to kick us off, tell us, what is Armani working on these days? So Armani is working on just a combination of like different singles that will eventually create like an EP. Looking at four songs right now, like the EP is going to be called as of right now, it's called Reflection, just like my thoughts. And the quarantine just being still, it just allowed me to focus on, like, what's all the things that I want to do? And just, it went from pen to paper to manifesting it into, you know, reality. So the EP Reflection is literally, you know, a testament to all those things. So... That's what I'm working on right now. I have like one single, obviously, Diamond Rain, we'll get into later. But, you know, my my goal is to have at least two or three other songs done to have like that summer vibe, man. That summer, nice, cool, chill vibe. You are a cool, chill vibe, period. Like, <laughs> I love it. Yes, yes. I'm here for it. Reflections. Okay. So how have life events shaped the person that you are today or that you've become? So that's a great question. Those that don't know my my background, like I used to, I was born in Virginia and I spent the majority of my life in Virginia, but I spent at least about four or five years in New York. And from that point, it just, New York was 
beautiful city, but I was just getting into a lot. So by the age of seven, I couldn't attend any public school in New York. And what that <laughs> did was it landed me back in Virginia, back in Virginia. And from that point, just being in the country and just being around people that literally, you know, taught like my uncles, my mom, my dad, it was just a genuine holistic for the love, like in that environment, which I, I definitely needed, especially getting into a whole bunch of stuff. So those, those combination of uh, memories and just like that feel is how my music was inspired, so to speak. I wanted people to like really bring forth emotion in people. And it's always like a lot going on. So rather than, you know, add to that, I wanted to have like a remedy to it. So with my music, it's kind of medicine. I see music as medicine. And I know for me personally, music is therapeutic. You know, music is my therapy. So being able to provide it to the world and just different people, I think is just a blessing in itself. Amen to that. And a lot of people definitely do use music as therapy, whether it's them sharing their life or their testimony or just listening to songs that impact their spirit. So it's a good thing that you were able to turn things around and then also find the beauty in where you were. For sure. Because Most. New York to Surrey, it's like it's such a big difference in terms <laughs> of like the just the speed and everything that's going on. So hands yeah. off. Yeah, like I, I, my first day of school in Surrey, it was an hour, like it was an hour ride to and going and coming. I literally woke up and I, I cried because it, I went from just going through opening the gate and being home, which was five minutes, to waking up, sleeping 45 minutes and waking up and still not being. I'm just like, yo, what a bus at. Like, <laughs> that is a long haul. <laughs> Like all, like all those things, my cousin was like, yo, you got to chill. It's cool. We're going to be there in a little bit. I was like, yo, this can't be life. This can't be <laughs> An hour later. <laughs> exactly. So, man. <laughs> I can imagine. Which, you know how you talked about music being therapy and even just observing the sights and sounds of where you were. How does that translate to your music? So... Wherever I am, I try to take a picture of it, like mentally and like an actual snapshot, just so I can relive the moment, right? So literally painting pictures with words, I want to be able to transplant wherever I was or wherever the thought process was, even if it wasn't my story. Like I want the listener to be able to close their eyes or even not close their eyes and just literally see like what I'm singing about and experiencing. So I had a teacher in college at VCU, English teacher, Mr. McIntyre. Crazy, I remember his name. I haven't spoken <laughs> a long time. But this guy, he he put a, it was a writing class, English 101. Everybody got to take it. Nothing really special about it. He brought in an apple. He was like, I want you to write about the apple, at least a paragraph. And I was like, what? I was like, it's an apple. He was like, it's... He's like, a lot of you, like, it's, it's just apple, it's red. He was like, do you see a shadow? Is there, you know, a glimmer from the fluorescent light above? Is there a stem? What do you think the apple came from? Like, is it in the supermarket? Was it in the 7-Eleven? Was it handpicked by an immigrant? 
or like a native son of the United States, you know, all these things. I was like, in my mind, Stella is just an apple, bro. It's an apple, but being able to really break down and let the creative like juices flow and not be restricted by limitations, I think that's what writing and music is. Like Billy Holiday said, you know, music should be unique. Like every sound should be unique, kind of like the fingerprint um, and your own blueprint. But at the same time, like being able to pull from different different things that I see that are around. Yeah, that's the stuff that I just want to do with the music. That's really good advice. I'm thinking anyone that might want to write a book, <laughs> like too, that, that's real. And something that you don't really think about, just pull, pulling inspiration from anything, because everything has a story. Technically, if, if apples could talk. <laughs> everything has a story. Everything has a story. Um, just like it was super bright in here. The window was open and I was getting all that natural light, but now not so much. All day enjoying, like, I love natural light. Okay. But it literally like a cloud came. And it was like, I was like, I was wondering what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it got real dark. I was like, I was like wait. <laughs> I was like, but I thought it was my eyes. Uh, I was like, wait. <laughs> my eyes are playing tricks on me. QB or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you wish you would have known before starting your journey in music? Man, um, so many things. So one one thing I will say is just, just the footprint and just the, becoming like a music nerd, so to speak how to count beats, um, bars, tempos. And I think all that stuff could have been easily done by just sticking to, um, sticking uh, with piano lessons. Like I did piano, it was like an advanced diploma <laughs> in high school. you like, you take an extra credit um, and an art. So I was like, you know, I'll do piano school. But that's something I really wish I stuck to. And just a lot of artists, creative minds think that because they're the talent, but you actually have to be like, you know, your PR, like your marketing person as well. So I was in LA once and this girl was like, you know, you know, she made she made music, her boyfriend made music, and she said, you know, I just want just want to make music and nobody wants, I don't want nobody to really listen to it. And the boyfriend was like, you lying. No artist wants to create something and not have it shared at some point. But we often, not just like artists or people that just have like a talent, you know, right. in general, like they, they'll create something and they'll just have it and they'll be looking like, and nobody gonna buy my stuff, but does anybody know about it? Has anybody ever seen it before this? And we think about, how we know about stuff, word of mouth, which is like the best currency ever, right? Right. Commercials um, in the digital age now is like a lot easier. You got Instagram promotions, Facebook ads, uh, you got word of mouth, people sharing stuff, sending stuff. So it's a lot easier, but yet and still, a lot of people only just create. And then they're like, dang, nobody really messed up my stuff. Like we would mm. if we knew what it was, or even if you did anything. like. I did a 
a chat with a couple of like this guy from that I used to work with. It was ingenious that he did it. He was like, you know, just people that have like some type of form of artistry and just doing something. Let's just do a quick Zoom meeting, introduce everybody and see how it goes. One in, he was like, well, first and foremost, like I work with, you know, called Mr. Watkins. He was like, I worked with him like three years. Never knew that brother could sing. He's like, so once I look on social media, I'm just like, what? Like, who knew? And then we just went down the line. Everybody just introduced what they were doing. And to this day, three of those people I'm in at least bi-weekly communication with. Whether I'm liking their stuff, sharing it, because it doesn't always equate money. It's like a bartering system. But now that I know that they do that, if somebody needs a comic or somebody needs like a music teacher or somebody needs, um, you know, something creative, like incense and things of that nature, I automatically think of them. So okay. just learning stuff is huge, 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 huge. That makes sense. And something that many of us, again, don't think about. <laughs> um, <laughs> we just assume and it's so funny because you'll hear people say like oh did you see my Facebook post not realizing that Facebook only shares your stuff to 10% of your audience so they probably did not oh, <laughs> but we think they automatically see it just because we posted yeah, exactly so that's that's I, really good advice so you just educated me on that like I was like dang 10% that's really it's small it's small <laughs> it's like whoa that's yeah. it <laughs> yeah exactly so I'm thinking like 200 people saying some of the stuff that I probably, if that, you know, because right. there's so much other information. So exactly. And I, I found out that they push your content to people based on the interaction. So now a like is just like, OK, that's great. But if they comment, if they save it, if they share it, that tells the system to share it with more people. Because people are now interacting. But then, too, all of these platforms are free. So they're like, wait a minute, how are we going to make money? So you bring up a good point, because do you think that a lot of people end up stopping pursuing their dreams or following their um, or using their God given talent because they don't see that return or they think no one wants their stuff? Exactly. I think is that has a huge uh, undertaking on people like quitting too soon and just also just like the sweat the blood and sweat it takes just to create something like all those factors too um we were talking about this the other day but just like the dual roles like you know being a you know being you working for a company like you have like your own passion if you're a parent you know if you are an artist you have like all these other you know a son a daughter to somebody like a brother a sister you put all those in the equation and then it's like, dang, I'm not really getting the return on this. At least when I go to work, I'm getting a paycheck. You know, I know right. I don't like God, but at least it's, it's some type of an exchange versus like you say, like the algorithm, sharing, like, comment, all this stuff like works. And if people aren't doing it, like, how do we know? You know? Very true. Yeah. Viral, once you really break it down, it is something like key uh spontaneity with stuff that goes viral but stuff goes viral because people share it very you know? true they don't got to be too complicated sometimes you're like hey you see that dm i sent yeah like i sent that jank to three other people man that's crazy and then it's just like ding, 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 ding. yeah 
Hi, Fit fans. We hope you are enjoying this episode. Please be sure to rate the show, subscribe, leave us a comment to let us know how you feel. You can also visit our website at ccamericapodcast.com, which you can follow the blog and subscribe so you never miss an update. Very real. (laughs) So you mentioned music being therapy. How do you specifically use music as therapy or how would you recommend people use it if they decide to? So I can say for for me, I look for stuff that emulates the, the mood that I want. So I've been on this like kick of finding waterfalls in Maryland. Cause it's like it's serene, like the sound of water. It's like research proves, you know, the whole therapy thing is coming in now. But it <laughs> proves that it, it proves that it like it just calms it. and something about nature is just soothing. So I'll look for a beat that emulates that. Or like, you know, like jazz or a song that takes into a specific memory that's calming, soothing, or just like gen- like it just genuinely makes me happy. Start from there, you can get like real technical to it, technical with it, go to like binaural beats. It's like different frequencies mm-hmm. that I respond to that just helps a person sleep, helps a person get energized, and so on and so forth. So music is really therapeutic and just how like the frequencies and the sounds. Because let's think about it. If you hear knuck if you buck, you could be coming from <laughs> That's that thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it just takes you to a different spot. It does. It, <laughs> it changes your whole spirit. Like that was a good word. No, and somebody play or oh, like a classic, you know, back that thing up. Like I personally, <laughs> they can turn it down while they pass and everybody leaving church. And somebody can be like, man, that thing. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> to a place. place. So just thinking about how we use music, interact with music like that in an informal way, just like by chance. And if you be intentional with it, sky's the limit. So speaking of which, you mentioned the therapy piece kicking in. So many people may not know your background from a career perspective. Would you be open to sharing a little bit about that as well? Most definitely. So I am a licensed independent clinical social worker in D.C. and Virginia. And what that means is just, you know, both states recognize, like, hey, this guy took two tests. He did X amount of hours. He worked in these many places. And that's how, why we feel that he at least has the credentials to provide therapy to people. Um, And with the whole music, I've even dabbled in I work with kids. My kids are my primary population, but I'm working with the adults now too, just to get into my own private private practice. Shout out to COVID. COVID has definitely been a detriment to a lot of people, right? Right. But on my end, I have a job where I don't physically have to be somewhere. So when everybody was like, dang, man, you know, I'm like really hurting. Like, I'm just looking like I'm still working, which is great. It was it was amazing. But then, like, my meetings went from a room to a yoga mat in a field to a car <laughs> drive <laughs> to, to anywhere 
in the world, but I was, you know, until people started kicking, <laughs> started saying no to Americans coming to different places. But I was going to, I had all these like plans. I was like, if I can be anywhere in the world, why not go to Bahamas? Why not do this? Mm. All those flights was canceled. So, but you know what I'm saying? At the same time, it just opened up my mind. I was like, wow. So this is definitely an opportunity for me, especially as I grow as an artist and just having that flexibility. You know, even before this, somebody texted me that I was kind of waiting for something to come by. So I just caught it and just, you know, took the opportunity. It was, you know, 12 minutes. I was like, hey, I'm going to follow up with you tomorrow and we'll take care of this. But it's really, unless it's an emergency, it's like all on my schedule. Right. So it's just the independence and the freedom that I was craving. And And now I have it or working gradually to get it 100 percent very nice yeah it is true and i love that you said that and also it takes me back to what you said at the very beginning about how you look at it your flights were canceled but you made the best of the situation that you were in you got to you know just keep an open mindset because a closed mind is just once something happens, like, oh, man, like, you know, COVID, man, it just got me down bad. But it's other things that I can do. Like, I went to a waterfall on Sunday. The day before that, I found another one. Um, just, <laughs> it's just, it's like all these random things that I could do that I didn't necessarily have the opportunity to do. Shucks, I can get groceries <laughs> from anywhere I am and just, like, click a button, Instacart. It's just all these True. things. You just, whatever there's a problem, you can come up with at least, or not, if not you, at least somebody else that can come up with at least three or, three or five, three to five like solutions to that. So just keeping an open mindset is very important. Good point. I'm definitely taking this away, keeping an open mindset because everything, <laughs> you can look at it however you choose to. And sometimes we forget that. Exactly. Good advice. Good advice. (laughs) So what do you, uh, or actually you mentioned working on some more songs, working on your EP. What else can we expect from you this year? So I am kind of like just in the process of getting more digital and just getting more of a digital presence. So just like more content from my, um, Instagram page is like at Amani underscore one four three, and just like really kind of having fun with it, just coming into my um, in truth, like social media and those things that aren't my, they're not you know second nature or like my an automatic thing for me. The automatic thing for me is to just really lay in the background and just like observe and just be as an observer. I mean. It's just like, I think my God-given talent just as a therapist and just being able to, you know, record what I see and just like create into something. But this is helping me get out of my comfort zone. And it's not that I'm necessarily shy. I'm just really, like you said, chill. Like I'm a, you know, have fun, like, hey, do all that. But then I'm like, slide back, you know, <laughs> just slide back off. So more of that. And just dropping off snippets of what I create, you know, just got the the home studio um, set up. So having that that freedom again to 
and to be able to create whenever. And shout out a client actually hit me to that. He's like, oh, yeah, it's just like certain stuff that people say to you. And also being in the mindset of like, even as a therapist, like, I don't, I learn stuff just through the interaction and perspective of people. I think the most valuable, one of the most valuable currencies is a person's perspective. Just because I was like, dang, I didn't even think about that. You know, this is a guy named, he was an independent artist, or is. And he said, I'm not sure why people still go to the studio in 2020. Back then it was 2020. Hmm. He was like, off of a $2,500 of purchase, I sold 60 million records. I was like, oh, wow. What? And so when you hear stuff like that, <laughs> exactly, then you look, I'm like, Russ Wait, isn't literally wrong. He, he sold 60 million and that was just like a, as an independent artist. And just the when you have the the autonomy, like, oh man, like I heard this crazy beat. I heard back that thing up coming out of church. And that made me think about this. <laughs> just go, go home. You go home, pull it up, a session, you create, you send it to somebody to mix a master. Now, rather than getting on somebody else's calendar, you're on your own calendar and you can just create it whenever. So just having snippets of what I, uh, just even like yesterday, listened to a beat like coming from <laughs> the waterfall. I heard something, I was like, oh, that's gonna be a nice little like interlude or snippet or something. So I'm gonna start like recording myself yeah, with that little melody and just making it happen. So nice. more content, sure, more content. Long story short, more content and a little bit more visibility as I break out of my comfort zone uh, on the social media platform. Awesome. Well, hats off on all the things you're working on, even your private practice, working on more content. So how did it feel to release your new single, Rain? Ah, uh, that was crazy. Uh just because I just come from an era of people selling bootleg CDs. I've <laughs> got the trunk and stuff like that. <laughs> Versus now. Five dollars. <laughs> you already know. I mean, you know, you know, four, four fifteen. You can't <laughs> like your friends, like, you know, people got their own computer at home, like those <laughs> colorful uh, CDs with the <laughs> <laughs> all those fluorescent colors or whatever people that was like the hustle for a second mixtapes and all that um to hit a button and just see you know spotify pop up apple music itunes amazon um shazam like all those things these are all these other things i never even heard about before i'm like this is crazy and i literally was on living room floor and i was like you know what let me go ahead and just like drop this thing real quick. Stop holding on to it. Cause I did it a year ago, believe it or not. Last oh, year. wow. Yeah. Almost, a, almost a year ago. And I listened to it in the studio, working on two other songs. I was like, these not, these not quite ready. Cause again, working on somebody else's schedule. I'm like, you know, by the time I get warmed up sometimes it's time to go. Right. So I was like, let me listen to the old stuff. And I listened to it the last 15 minutes. I was like, yo, this ain't, this ain't all right. This ain't hit. Changed some things and then came home, listened to it like a whole bunch of times just to make sure there's no imperfections. 
had another um, producer listen and just hit submit. And from that, it was a scary thing. <laughs> I bet. Like, did I miss something? Did I, like, did I miss, like, an imperfection in the sound? But then you just have to, nobody really knows 100% what to expect or what they're doing. So the only way to find out is just through the experience in itself. So rather than continue to hold and, you know, hold on to something, um, you know, people have been waiting, waiting for Dr. Dre to release, like, music for decades. So, oh, yeah, it has been a while. Exactly. Like, he's had stuff with oh. people. It's like artists that we were, that were like, <sighs> they're really popular. Like, while I was in high school, 2002, they was like, yeah, I got it up. at least 30 songs with Dr. Dre. Right. They never came out. Like, Ludacris said one time, it's like, yeah, I got hella stuff with Dr. Dre, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, like a thing that happens, but. I'm not Dr. Dre. So if I want people to be exposed to, you know, the sounds of Imani and what kind of vibe and, you know, messages he he has, like I have to send out. So it was scary, but also uh, like a riveting experience too. It was just like, dang, I really did that. Um, now it's like, all right, now what next? Nice. But, you were trying to remember that I have to promote what I had. <laughs> <laughs> that part. Yeah, exactly. So I my time with it. And it takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. kind of like you learn as you go. Um, but if you don't go, you don't learn. Exactly. You know, experience is really one of the best teachers. Um, uh, and truth be told, like I've had the studio equipment for probably like two weeks. I'm just like, all right, I think I think I got it. And then, you know, I go to the mic, you know, singing my little heart out, and nothing will record. Lesson learned. I'm like, this is uh, this is it. And nothing, nothing on it. So but without without of course it was frustrating, but at the same time, I'm like, this is what it's all about. So let me just go to this YouTube video. YouTube is my saving grace. And have like the 12-year-old show me how <laughs> to set up <laughs> the studio. Yeah, so. It's yeah. effective though. It's problem solving. It's showing your resilience. <laughs> Trust me, I recorded a whole podcast episode walking around. I was walking my daughter. We were like, oh, let's go for a walk. I had her in her stroller. And it was when I first started. Recorded it. It was like. 45 minutes, nothing. <laughs> I was so mad. But I was like, you know what? Am I going to keep pushing forward? Or am I going to stop? So I'm laughing because the struggle is real. <laughs> it's real, man. Like, all the experience. <laughs> Just epic. Just epic failure sometimes. It'd be like, what? Why did, yes. why did I feel like... This was happening. And even when I look back at when I was looking at the laptop, you know, I'm like, all right, this is it. I didn't see no vocals. <laughs> like what I was thinking, but I was like, yeah, you know, that that thing that thing looked good. Not knowing what I was about. <laughs> like it's literally nothing was happening. So I feel you when that frustration, anger, 
you know, hit when you created something and you're like, all right, you know, I said I have some, even if you as a content creator, you take that 45 minutes can literally be a hundred days of content the way you chop it up. So that's true. Mm-hmm. You just gave me an idea. Yeah, just taking snippets. Cause it's this thing, it's this guy called Dorito Dave. I'll send him to you. He literally was like talking about like generational wealth, has like billionaires. He attracted a black billionaire on the show because he was just, he was like, I'm Dorito Dave. What is Dorito Dave doing? He eating. He talked 15 seconds, but he literally takes a, an hour video and chops it up into 15 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes. And he has months worth of content. And it's the same episode, but you're still putting out the content versus throwing out the 45 minute. It's like, all right, I'm gonna do another 45. No, I'm just recycling content. That is a great idea. <laughs> you hey, you see the wheel spinning? I'm like, <laughs> hold up. It's hard. I've been going about this the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. So even when I do like a reel, you know, shout out to you for me on the reels, but it's just like, all right, I can do a 15 or, you know, four minute reel, or I can just do like, you know, 15 seconds, 30 seconds. And what people going to do? They're going to play it over, play it over. Like, oh, okay. I said, Tamara, okay, I missed that one. Let me hit it again, Tamara. And then it's like, it's going through the algorithm. Like, girl, like this girl, like she got it. Nice, she positive, you know, talking about family, share it. Then it's just, but it, little do people really know, it's a podcast that was done like months ago. And then you could do like the audio waves. Yeah. Audio waves is, people like to see um, singers sing. At the same time, like I'll throw an audio wave in like random because sometimes it's not as you don't want to be like, all right, let me put on a shirt. Let me do this. Let me get in my, let me sit up straight. Let me put the light in on. All right. Then I'm saying by the time you do all that, like the moment is past. So you want to let the creativity hit you and just go. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm feeling all these nuggets. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> don't look, don't be surprised if your episode <laughs> <laughs> comes nah. out in waves. But I do have, I'm thinking that that's a good idea, especially for like YouTube, because people mm-hmm. are looking for quick videos. So they may not sit and watch the entire video, but they might hey. watch the snippet. Yeah, I mean, you Thank think you. Yeah, TikTok has changed everything. Because those videos, mm-hmm. they're not a minute. Sometimes they're like 15 seconds, 30 seconds. You might do a little jig, a little dance, or do a prank. And then you do a hashtag. I did a hashtag like R&B music. It was like 3.9 billion hashtags. So it was like, is that oh. many people up here? So then it's like you get put in that rotation because people search hashtags. I didn't know right. that. Um, and then just if you Google popular hashtags, something comes up, Bing hashtags, mm-hmm. and it literally tells you like you want to do, if you do podcasts, it'll show you what hashtags are associated with that. And then it'll even break down how many hashtags are linked to that word. Oh, 
I need to yeah. check that out too. I got you. I'm gonna send that to you too. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Look, teamwork. <laughs> Especially when trying to build a brand and get your your word out that you're what you're doing, what you're working on. So exactly. yes. Yeah. Love it. So speaking of which, in terms of like making your dreams come true, following through, I'd like to ask people, what would you tell other goal getters about start setting goals and finishing well? I would say take a like the big goal. Like somebody be like, I'm gonna make a million dollars this year. I'm like, all right, that's great. You know, I want a million streams. But creating like quarterly objectives that lead up to that goal and you know, taking stuff in a, a divide and conquer mindset. So for me, if I want a million streams. I need to post at least once, once a day, right? And it could be a reel or this. And then from that point, also collaborating with other other influencers, right? Because you guys can co-mingle with like different audiences. And from all that leads to a million streams, and of course, like creating the music. But the creating the music is one of the easiest parts versus the promotion of it. So I would say put out write out your overarching goal, whatever that huge goal is, and then just cut it up into bite-sized pieces. And even if it's quarterly, you work on these things for three months and you do those things well, and then on a one month you do something really well, then you add another skill, add another skill. And by the time the year comes, you're close to your goal. And also Elon Musk said this too, Take your 10-year, five-year plan and see how you can do it in six months. Now, you might fail, but you'll be a whole lot closer than you were if you were spacing out to 10 years. So you're like, I got 10 years, I got 10 years. In reality, you want to know how much time we got. So just take a six-month approach uh, or just this uh, young lady named by the name of... um, Her name means... This private person, but her name's pre and means a uh, prophet. And she says it just takes a little bit of audacity, just a little bit of audacity. And then, you know, like I was, I had to be audacious enough to like submit a song. Right. Have energy. I am all those things for myself, which I like right now because it helps me learn to do it. But if you're not being bold about like the overarching goal and then committed enough to break them down in bite-sized pieces to make it achievable, mm. you kind of, it's hard to do. And the last thing I would say is fear is a liar. Fear is something that could happen. Now, if you in a building, like, man, I really hope this building don't catch on fire, that hasn't happened yet. But if the building is on fire, that's danger. Fear and danger are completely different. A lot of people get wrapped up in the fear of something or something that could happen. And oftentimes, like, doesn't happen at all. So remembering mm-hmm. fear is a liar. Shout out to Will Smith. I heard that in a, in a uh, movie that he did with his son. I was like, man, that's powerful. That is. That's yeah. very true. As you someone might... who is a, a recovering warrior. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Where is Worry, anxiety, if you're going too far in the future, you're anxious. If you're too, you know, too far in the past, you're sad. But if you're in the present, you're in the right spot. Oh, I like that. 
all these quotables, chop it up. You'll chop see it, it <laughs> on an ad. <laughs> so what role has faith played in your journey? Ooh, faith. It's just like being like the bedrock. Something for me to stand on. I would say also just being like, you know, with the pandemic and everything, not being able to really connect with people, mm. realizing that, you know, faith, God, you know, whatever you subscribe to, universe, like all those things, like you, a lot of people had to become the church or the church had to become their house because you couldn't physically go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then the idea, like you take these, not just going somewhere on a specific day because out of like religion, because that's what you've been taught to do, but just also living it too, because you can't go. So you have to create routines. And when I say routines, not like, all right, I need to pray in my closet for three hours on my knees, <laughs> on nails. Like, no, you know, you customize it to whatever fits you because that's when it's really going to be impactful. So for me, like an affirmation, like a daily devotional, um, prayer, like I was like, hey man, really appreciate what you're doing for me. And I I keep it moving versus, you know, how I've been taught, get on your knees, pray. <laughs> you know, you do stuff. So sometimes like I, you know, if I'm at a, you know, at the stop sign and nobody around me, like I quit, like thanking, like for what's going on, thinking that nothing is wrong, thinking that some stuff did go wrong so I could learn from it. Like always being the mindset of like, you know, being thankful and just like the grace and mercies that's all like are upon us. So I think it's been the bedrock to kind of keep me from sinking into mm. those pitfalls. Like when stuff doesn't happen, <laughs> like, because um, a lot of stuff isn't going to happen, but again, so much good stuff happens. That's that true. People, and the mind doesn't know the difference between is he thinking positive or did this did this happen or is it just something <laughs> like your mind is like, bro, that's fake. You're like, you know what? When they talk about affirmation and things, they're so powerful because the mind is like, oh well, I guess we feel good now. So. Hmm. It just goes forward versus, and if you focus on something bad, your mind doesn't know it's not happening then. So then it was like, this is bad too. Let me go ahead and pull this too. Let me get that. Let me get that over there from five years ago. Hmm. Happiness, positivity works the same way. It just attracts. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. I never thought about it that way. <laughs> Yeah, I'm having a moment right now. Like, wait a minute. That explains a lot. (laughs) Even in how we communicate with people, because the example you just gave, imagine communication and you're pulling all the bad stuff because your mind doesn't know the difference. Doesn't know the difference. Man, that's deep. Like, dang. Interesting. I've seen people that be like, some people have gotten you know, hate or envy. This is like, there's no way you can always be happy. Right. And like, why would I stay? Why would I stay sad? True. And, and like, there's no way that, you know, you always smile. I'm like, I'll give something a moment because I think it's, you know, power and process and stuff, right? And like, mm-hmm. 
recognizing it. Um, it's like this thing called RAIN. It's like recognize, acknowledge, investigate. Then it's like the non-identification of it. Non-identification is like, I'm sad. I was sad in that moment, but I don't have to identify that with that for the rest of my life or the rest of the day. So then, mm-hmm. all right, you take that sadness and, and then you just pile on something that make you feel good. Hmm. Man, mm-hmm. look, thank you. <laughs> thank you for this free therapy session. <laughs> so before we wrap up, how do you juggle like work life balance? How do you juggle family, work life? How do you just keep it going so that you can pursue your dreams? Great question. I'm gonna be honest because I am a notorious dreamer, daydreamer, like I'm professional at it. Like rather than millionaires and people that are super successful, they just strike really quickly versus like we all really kind of do some of it. Like you'll get by and you know whether you're going to go. Oftentimes we know we're going to go, but do you hit, yes, I'll be there. Like, no, nah, I'll do that later. And it's like, wow, that's crazy. Then you forget. Then you're like, bro, are you, are you at the airport? Are you at the party? <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Would you be at home? So rather than waiting, I go to that Google Calendar, I go to it, and I'll do, just because I know me, I do a day before, two days before, 30 minutes before. And that way, even if I forget about it, I get it two days before, a day before, I'm like, okay, let me knock this out real quick. And if I do have time in the moment, I just knock it out. That's the only way that I can be able to balance it and schedule it. Even, um, shout out to an executive at Capital One, good friend of mine. He was talking to someone, because, you know, when you're a doer and you can't do, people ask you to do all the time. Everything. (laughs) So it's like setting boundaries, but he taught me that, um, shout out to Chris, he schedules his miscellaneous tags. Like they're, I forget what day they are. Like mine is on a Friday because I typically don't work on Fridays. But okay. I, um, I look, I'm like, all right, do I have anything random I need to do? Or I look at the list. I'm like, oh, okay, I can do this in like 15 minutes. Versus like, all right, I can't tell a client like, hold up, bro. I know you're going through something right now, but let me just send this quickest sales sheet to my boss. Like, you can't do that. Especially in my life, it... <laughs> the slice of life is always present. So I don't really know what's going to happen. So if I'm scheduling stuff and just being in the moment with stuff, Mm -hmm. easier for me. Yeah, definitely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Being flexible. Last thing I said, be flexible, make a list. Your list doesn't have to go in order. Like just, you know, look at your list. Like, all right. I want to do start at the bottom. I'm notorious for that. Start at the bottom. Sometimes start in the middle. It's all getting done. Nobody's going to be like, yo, did you, unless it needs to go in chronological order. Okay. Start necessarily always start something in the conclusion phase or the end phase, but stuff is separate. You can. Like, well, I had this at the bottom, but I can do it now. True. Yeah. Being flexible with yourself. Very nice. So I know earlier you mentioned your Instagram page. Can you give that to our listeners again so they can connect with you? 
most definitely um, at Amani, that's A-H-M-O-N-I underscore 143. If you follow, um, I'll send you a personal message. And along with that message, if you're so willing and gracious enough to give me your email address, I'll send you two uh, songs on me just so you can kind of catch the vibe. Nice. So you spoke about personal affirmations earlier. What is one that you live by? One that I live by is I control my mind. I control my body. I control my outcomes. Walk forward in the midst of anxiety. And that's how I start my day. Yes. Love it. So um, you mentioned the music. So, you know, I'm going to ask you, can you um, give us a little something, something to close us out? <laughs> uh, let's do a little bit of rain. Uh, rain down. I feel you all over me. Each drop represent your love. Check out that rain single. iTunes, Spotify, all those things. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Armani. A wonderful, wonderful time. And to all our listeners, thank you for tuning in week after week. And on that note, be blessed, good people. Good night. This episode of the CC America podcast is being sponsored by Confident Connotations, creating Christian apparel and accessories that promotes confidence, inspires life, and sparks conversation. Each design is carefully crafted, giving you an opportunity to share your faith. Visit confidentconnotations.com for more information. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the CC America podcast. We appreciate you tuning in week after week and joining us for stories of faith, inspiration, and transformation. So that you never miss an update, please subscribe at www.ccamericapodcast.com. You can also follow us on all of our social media platforms at CC America LLC. You can also just search for CC America on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired by this show. If so, please don't hesitate to share the episodes or let people know that you are listening so that they too can be inspired. We appreciate your support. And until next time, be blessed.